You're listening to the Dale Upright Show. And now, your host, Dale Upright. Welcome, everybody. So last night at about 7 p.m., um, there was a mass shooting incident in Lewiston, Maine. Um, authorities are saying uh, the main person of interest, the main suspect, is named uh, Robert Card, I believe is his name. Yeah, Robert Card, 40-year-old um, Army veteran. So he went to two different um, places. He went to a bowling alley at about 6.58, and then he went to a bar and grill at 7.08 um, last night. Um, There are 18 people, they're saying in this article here, this is from RT, but uh, I was listening to um, some news this afternoon. I think that number is up to 22 um, casualties and something like close to 50 um, injuries. Um, So first of all, um, condolences to the families. Um, Our hearts go out to um, everyone in that area, everyone affected. That's in Lewiston, Maine. Already, um, the Biden administration is calling for gun confiscation. He used a a semi-automatic rifle. Um, We only have a couple of pictures, which I find um, kind of interesting. We live in a day and age where, um, you know, if you, if you know who Edward Snowden is, you've heard about the NSA, uh, spying on American citizens, you know, that, um, if they wanted access to the cameras in the bar and grill and the bowling alley and people's cell phones and, um, street, street lights, uh, cameras on street lights, They could get access to any of that. And in fact, if it was politically motivated, they probably would. So I find that quite suspicious um, that we only have a couple of grainy photos. Right. So we have some, you know, some articles coming out about Robert Card. I guess he had a history of mental health issues. Um, So my first question is, were there any SSRIs included? Um, that seems to be a um, common thing with mass shooters is they're taking these uh, pills for depression and nobody really wants to talk about that. I know some people that um, are on some SSRIs for, for depression pills. And all I can say is that there is a history of uh, these mass shooters that, that take these pills and then they end up going crazy. And um, this seems like so far we there, there's not, a ton of information um, out there yet, but uh, it seems like that could be the case um, with this uh, situation. So, but one thing I wanted to say was, I think it's it's good to always be skeptical about what you're hearing. And you might hear people um, tell you, you know, well, it's, it's uh, disrespectful to the families to question things, but that's not the case. And, and I don't think you should let anybody tell you that. Um, only about 10% of the U.S. population believes the official story, the official narrative of the JFK assassination. Um, so it's not disrespectful to 
um, the the Kennedy family to question that, right? And even 9-11, I mean, when it first happened, America rallied together and, and a lot of people believed the story. But now as time has gone on, less and less people, I mean, I would say that close to half of the people that I encounter that I talk to about it believe the official narrative. So you see these cases like with Alex Jones and the Sandy Hook um, trials. Um, he, he got sued for something like $3 billion. Uh, and that's ridiculous. We live in a country that has a First Amendment and you should be allowed to question um, you know, the authenticity of uh, things like this. And, and you know, that's how you end up finding answers is by digging and asking questions. You shouldn't be disrespect, disrespectful about it, but um, there's nothing disrespectful about um, uh, connecting dots and, and seeing obscure, um, you know, coincidences, we'll call them. And there were plenty of those in the Sandy Hook um, shooting. And that's not to say that it was um, that it was fake. You can believe that there's something wrong with a story without believing that the whole thing was staged and that nobody, nobody died or anything like that. Um, and that's the case in almost every, you know, it's called a false flag event. And, uh, and, and, and almost every false flag event in U.S. history, and, and there have been, I mean, you can, you can look up, you know, multiple false flag um, incidents that, that uh, have come out in Congress, in congressional um uh, papers where the the uh, U.S. government admits that it was a false flag event, and in all, in all those cases, in almost all those cases, there were real casualties and uh, real lives lost. So, um, again, don't let anybody tell you that you're not allowed to question it or that it's disrespectful to question it. It's uh, it's, in my opinion, the right thing to do and. When it comes to uh, the mainstream media, I think the mainstream media has an approval rating that is either lower than Congress or right around the same rate as Congress. So people don't believe what they see on TV for the most part. There's, uh, you know, I think maybe somewhere around 10 percent of people that that approve of the mainstream media and how they do um, as far as reporting the news in a non-biased way and a factual way. And so they're always trying to to tell you what to think. They're not giving you the factual information and letting you come up with your own position on it. They're they're giving you these little, well, it could be this or it could be that. And we want you to think this. So we're only going to give you this little bit of information. So, um, you know, you, you see like the uh, the transgender shooting that happened months and months and months ago. Um, and we're still waiting for the manifesto from that. I don't think it it ever came out. I could be wrong about that, but in this in this scenario, if this guy was a was an army vet and he used a uh, an assault rifle, you know, if things line up and it's politically uh, you know beneficial to the mainstream media to push a certain narrative, you'll get that information within the next week um, because it, it will be used and it already is being used to try and come after. Um, extended magazines or semi-automatic assault rifles, which there's no such thing as an assault rifle. That's a made-up term. Um, you can have a brick and you can assault somebody with it. It doesn't make it an assault brick. It's just a brick. And uh, so that's my little tangent about that. But uh, 
that is obviously the the main story. Like I said, I believe there are 22 people reported um, dead now. These articles are a little bit old. Um, Robert Card is the the main suspect's name, and you know I'll go ahead and say it. For all we know, this guy could be a patsy. Like I said, it's extremely suspicious to me that you don't have in, in the in the in 2023 in the day in the day and age of TikTok and the NSA and the spying that that is happening and we all know about it all we have is a couple of grainy photos and with um the next story i'm going to jump to here in a little bit with uh the new house speaker mike johnson who is a uh staunch um second amendment supporter you know back in 2017 congress was about to pass a law that would have made it so that um silencers or or suppressors would not would not be uh, you would not need to get like these permits and you wouldn't have to send in an application and wait um, months and months you have to wait like something like usually it's like eight months to two years to get to get a, a, a noise suppressor and the Congress had they had the votes they were about to vote on it and then what happened it was in 2017 and shortly thereafter the the Vegas shooting happened and it totally killed the bill. And it never got through. And so, again, that doesn't mean that nobody died, right? We we know that people died, but there are so many things about the Vegas shooting that make absolutely no sense. And that story just went away, all right? It was in the news for maybe a couple of weeks. People talked about it. And it was, as far as I know, I think it was one of the biggest mass shootings, if not the biggest mass shooting in U.S. history. And the story just went away. And you would think that there would be a journalist out there that would dig into it and just keep going with it. Um, but it, you know, as far as mainstream media goes, nobody did that. And it's because in my opinion, um, that, 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 uh, that, the the official narrative was not correct. That's all I'll say about that. I don't want to get sued for $3 billion like Alex Jones. And it's sad that we have to tiptoe around these kinds of subjects um, to say what we believe or to point out things that don't make any sense. But as far as the Vegas shooting goes, you know, they found supposedly they found um, guns in the bathtub in the back of the uh, the apartment and the high riser that this guy was in. Um, I think Patluck or something was the guy's name. That doesn't make any sense. Um, also, the glass wasn't shattered. Um, there were multiple people that said that there were heli- that the shooting was coming from helicopters um, so there's so many things and, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking, you know, asking those questions. What was that about? You know? And so with this, um, there's not a whole lot of news or not a whole lot of detail that's out yet. Um, but to me, the very fact that we don't have video and that all we have are a couple of grainy photos is, uh, you know, it's suspicious. We'll see what more information comes out on it. And then again, you know, the heart, our hearts go out to the families involved in the, the city of Lewiston, Maine. Um, I think Kamala Harris is already um, suggest, suggesting that uh, um, we pass some kind of Australian-like gun, conf- gun confiscation law. Um, so you'll, you know, anytime that um, something tragic happens in the news, um, if it doesn't fit the narrative, then you're not supposed to politicize it. But if it fits the narrative, then 
what, you know, well, we need to do this right away. Uh, the first, you know, the first within 24 hours, you've got the vice president coming out and saying, well, now we're just going to have to take your guns. And uh, so when it fits their narrative, when it fits the mainstream liberal media's narrative, then it's okay to politicize it. But um, when it doesn't fit the narrative, then conservatives dare not talk about it or they're just, you know, they're just the worst kind of people. I will move on to the to the next kind of big story, and that is that the uh, the Republicans finally voted on a new Speaker of the House. The new Speaker of the House is Mike Johnson out of Louisiana. Um, so he is kind of a, a lesser known. There's not a, a lot of um, like uh, clips. He hasn't been kind of doing the rounds on TV like Jim Jordan was. Um, so far, what I've seen. Uh, it looks like some really good, uh, really good stuff. If you just type in uh, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, the uh, the left is totally freaking out about this guy, which uh, kind of makes me kind of makes me happy. Um, they're writing. There's all kinds of articles about how this guy um, is staunchly pro life, which I think is fantastic. This is from MSN, so obviously far far left. But the headline is. House Speaker Mike Johnson did work for a crisis pregnancy center that used a van to find pregnant women, right? And so what these uh, crisis pregnancy centers do is um, they try to talk women out of abortion, which I think is fantastic, and I think that we should support that, and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And they're they're on here saying that... uh, well, crisis pregnancy centers have a history of spreading medical misinformation. Actually, it's the other way around. If you get a good doctor, there is no doctor that will tell you that an abortion is necessary to save the life of the mother. And uh, if you think about it, why, why would killing a life inside of you, and I love the way that they put it, that abortion vulnerable women, and they persuade them not to terminate their pregnancy. So that's just like, um, changing, changing the uh, the definition. They persuade them not to kill their their children that are in the womb. Um, that's that's the way that I like to put it. Um, but why would you, why would killing the baby inside of you um, help you to survive? Like there are obviously um, complications that come up in pregnancies, and sometimes um, mothers die while they're giving birth. And um, but but but. Taking vice grips and ripping the baby to pieces inside of the womb, the mother's body is not going to increase her chances of living. Um, so, and there may be there may be less than one percent of cases where that is actually beneficial, and it's not even third trimester situations, right? It's not right when you're about to give birth, but that's what leftists push for, and in fact, up until birth, and honestly. A lot of them, even after birth, if they have a botched abortion where the baby survives the abortion, they still want to have the right to terminate the baby, which is, you know, again, changing the the terminology, changing the definition. They want to have the right to kill their children if they don't want them. And a a human's life, uh, the value of a human's life is not dependent on whether you or the mother wants them okay and i am sick and tired of the uh the argument about the the foster care system and how well because it's not perfect and i know foster parents that have done a fantastic job 
um, raising their raising their adopted children, uh, their foster children, and then and then adopting them. And, and they were fan they are fantastic parents. And the kids uh, went on to graduate high school, graduate um, college, uh, go into the military. Um, so that uh, that argument doesn't hold water just because the foster care system isn't perfect or is even, you know, you could, even if it's a bad system, it's, you know, that's like saying, well, that's like saying, well, nursing homes aren't really that great. So we should just kill grandma, right? That argument is terrible. Um, you know, that's like saying, well, my job isn't that great. So, you know, I should just not have a job and not pay my bills. Something is better than nothing, right? It's better for somebody to live through a hard life than to be killed in the womb or killed after a botched abortion. That whole conversation gets me riled up. But yeah, uh, Mike Johnson uh, is the new Speaker of the House. Um, all the liberals are freaking out. He uh, introduced the national version. This is from in, uh, Business Insider. He introduced the national version of Florida's quote unquote, don't say gay law, um, which I believe if, if I am remembering correctly, the, the, the word gay isn't even in the, uh, the law as far as Florida, as far as Florida's law goes, that, that, uh, legislation is, um, basically it's, it's referring to not, uh, teaching things like sexual identity to, you know, kindergartners and preschoolers and, uh, you know, first and second and third graders. Um, so I don't know what to tell you. If you think that the young children like that ought to be learning about those things, I think that you're crazy. I am glad to see people um, passing laws that are um, against that. You know, when you're an adult, you get to make your own decisions and I can support them or not support them, but you're a free person. This is America. But when you're talking about children in uh, you know, publicly funded, um, education, then, uh, then, then no, these political ideologies like, uh, like, uh, uh, sexual identification should not be being, uh, should not be taught to, you know, first and second and third graders. And, you know, a lot of people would argue that that's, that's not even hardcore enough. That's not even going nearly far enough. Um, so, but I will say on that note, on the, on the, uh, the uh, Speaker of the House being Mike Johnson. For conservatives out there, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want people to take too much of a victory lap. We don't know a whole lot about this guy. Republicans have a history of kind of stabbing the base in, in the back. And uh, so I think we should wait and see what this guy does. Um, in his in his uh, kind of opening presser um, after he was elected Speaker of the House, he was talking about securing the border. So that's great news. We'll see if they can get anything passed, get anything done. Um, but uh, before we take a victory lap, let's wait and see. One last thing I wanted to uh, to play here was this is Senator uh, Josh Hawley out of uh, Missouri, I believe, is his state, and uh, he is um, questioning. Uh, the HHS officer um, about the 85,000 missing children. And New York Times wrote an article about this. I can't really show it to you because I don't subscribe to the New York Times. I wouldn't 
um, I wouldn't read their publication if they paid me, so I'm certainly not going to pay them. Uh, but uh, they wrote about it. Um, 85,000 children that have gone missing that uh, HHS has no idea what happened to them. Um, so this is just, uh, the whole video is six minutes long, um, but uh, I'm just going to play about a minute and a half of it. Ms. Marcos, can I just start with you? You testified a moment ago to Senator Butler that every child gets a Know Your Rights presentation. Is that correct? That is correct. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a Know Your Rights presentation as well as... Have you read these New York Times reports, these stories, the, the series of stories the New York Times has done on the children who are in your care? Have you read them? Yes, I have. Have you read that children are scrubbing dishes... They are operating heavy machinery. They are delivering, delivering meals. They are harvesting coffee. They are working construction. They are working as housekeepers. They are working overnight shifts at plants where they are not paid. They are not going to school. They are not cared for. They are not giving meals. Almost all of it illegally. Are you aware of that? That's a yes or no. Yes. Do the Know Your Rights presentation help them in those situations? Senator O.R.R. Um, That's a yes or no, I think. I, Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and, yes, sex traffickers, 85,000 children whom you have no contact with? And your answer is we gave them a presentation before we turned them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for 100 years, a century. Yeah, so when we're talking about uh, border security, like people want to make it this, uh, you know, people want to shame you and, and say that you hate anybody that's different um, from you. And, uh, you know, there's certainly uh, an argument about like demographics and we want to keep American culture, right? We have a culture and we want to see people assimilate when they come here. But uh, aside from that, um, this is what's happening at the border. And this is something that you know, if you're against this, I, I, I don't know what to say other than ideology, I think, is uh, taking precedent over facts. And, um, you know, I don't know. I think I think everybody should be able to get on board with that. So uh, thank you guys for watching uh, this this podcast. It should be up now on uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, We're on Spotify, um, Pandora, Stitcher, uh, TuneCast, uh, Rumble, YouTube. And as always, uh, my Substack, daleupright.substack.com. Um, and uh, check out my, uh, <clears throat> my TikTok profile. Uh, I've got a video on there of uh, um, Canadian politician Pierre Polyev. It's almost at a million views. So go to tiktok.com slash at daleupright and uh, like and share that. And then um, check it out. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.